Don't be afraid. Lock the doors. Turn out the lights. And climb into bed. It's time for Hillbilly Dead Time Stories. There are plenty of haunted cities in the state of Texas, though probably no city has as many hauntings as the city of San Antonio. This makes sense when you consider that the Battle of the Alamo left 200 Texan spirits behind to start San Antonio's haunted past. Ghost hunters and tour guides say that the city is full of ghosts, both friendly and sinister. These spirits haunt the halls of the hotels, museums, and outdoor spots around town. Like the Alamo, there are some very well-known haunts around the city. Victoria's Black Swan Inn, the Menger Hotel, and of course, the Spanish Governor's Palace. One you may not have heard of, the Jose Navarro Haunted Homestead. In downtown San Antonio, beside the Central Texas Parole Violator facility, there is a quaint old world compound of houses clearly dating from another era. The buildings which are located on South Laredo and West Nuevo streets are a low one-story house, a two-story corner building, and a small adobe and limestone three-room building that is barely visible out back. All are surrounded by a white fence on the Laredo Street side and a stone wall down the West Nuevo Street side. These buildings comprise the former homestead of famous Texas patriot Jose Antonio Navarro. Navarro was one of two native-born Texans, the other being his uncle Francisco Ruiz, to sign the Texas Declaration of Independence. Navarro and his wife Margarita purchased the land in 1832. The plot of 1.2 acres lay between the San Pedro Creek and the old road leading to Laredo. The neighborhood in which the property was located was called Laredito, or Little Laredo, because it was situated on the highway to the border city. At the corner of the property, there is a two-story limestone building that once served as Mr. Navarro's law office. The building has coined corners and consists of two square rooms, one upstairs and one directly downstairs. The exact date that the Navarros built their house and the office is not exactly known. It was certainly built sometime after 1832 as a two-room house with a one-room detached kitchen of adobe brick. The bricks were made of clay-rich soil, lime, and limestone chips and water. Each sun-dried brick weighed approximately 35 pounds. At some point, the Navarros enlarged both the house and the kitchen. Workers joined three limestone rooms to the original adobe structure to make it an L-shaped five-room structure. Two limestone rooms were also added to the original adobe kitchen. Mr. Nabarro was a member of the ill-fated Santa Fe expedition in 1841. General Santa Ana sentenced the Texas Patriot to life imprisonment in Mexico. 
but he was able to finally escape. He made his way back to San Antonio in 1845. Tanabaros owned a ranch called the San Geronimo, which was located some 40 miles to the east of San Antonio. They spent most of their time there. They used the townhouse on their visits to San Antonio. In 1853, they sold the ranch and made their permanent residence in town where they lived until Jose passed away in 1871. The Texas Parks and Wildlife Department beautifully maintains the restored complex of house, office, and the kitchen. They've even planted a typical kitchen garden of the 1800s out back of the adobe kitchen. A pleasant porch shades the back portion of that building. Hollyhocks and roses and other old-fashioned plantings border the house and adorn the patio where the old covered well is located between house and kitchen. Along with all this early South Texas charm, there's the opinion among people who've been closely associated with the house at one time or another that there are a few spirits lurking around as well. David Bowser, author of Mysterious San Antonio and Resident of San Antonio, says that the house seems to be the main area of psychic disturbances. Footsteps have been heard, cold spots felt, furniture has been moved and rearranged, and there's a rocking chair that sometimes gets to rocking when there's no sign of a wind or draft. David tells the story about the state employee who was working at the house on a restoration project and decided to sleep there at the house. He slept in the same room where Nabarro died on January 13, 1871. Sometime in the middle of the night, he suddenly awoke feeling very uneasy. Finally, feeling almost panicky, he arose and walked outside the room onto the porch. He glanced upwards, and there, in one of the upstairs attic dormer windows, was a face staring right back at him. A careful search turned up nothing, at least nothing in human form. Sam Nesmith, who is both a historian and a psychic, visited the place and had a very strange experience. First, when he entered the house, a large cabinet started to teeter. It would have fallen over had it not been for a staff member coming to assist him in writing the massive piece of furniture. Then, Sam said he went out of the house and crossed over to the kitchen building. There, in a room which he said he believed to be the laundry, he clearly saw the figure of a young man cowering in the corner. His face was contorted with pain, and he seemed to be out of breath. He had been shot in the leg, Sam believed, and he was hiding in the room where he finally bled to death. Sam has never forgotten the look of intense anguish and fear that was reflected in the eyes of the youth he saw that day. In 1834, Jose Antonio's brother, Eugenio, was the victim of a murder shot by what was referred to as a vindictive assailant. Eugenio was only 34 years old at the time of his death. A lady who visited the Navarro house recently told members of the house staff that she had visited the San Fernando Cathedral Cemetery No. 1, where she had seen the Navarro name. That is what prompted her to visit the house. They said that as soon as the woman entered the house, she screamed, Oh my God, he's here! She claimed she could see Eugenio Navarro sitting in one of the chairs in the living room. This was according to the park ranger on duty. The ranger said that the woman told him that Navarro was just sitting there, waiting for someone to come and see him. 
It was very real to the woman as she had goosebumps on both arms. Other people have cited various apparitions on the property at different times. There have been reports of a Confederate soldier, a bartender, and a prostitute. The Lady of the Night was apparently murdered in a room up over the main floor of the old corner office building, no doubt during the time that it served as a bar. Another story tells of a child who supposedly died in a fire on the second floor and whose little ghostly presence has been reported. A former resident of the house, Mary Garcia, said she once saw an apparition of a woman going up the outside stairs. She and her mother lived in the house for about eight years, and they saw the ghost four or five times during that period. David McDonald, the park's manager now in charge of the Navarro property, is quite an authority on the life and times of Jose Antonio Navarro. He speaks of the statesman with such familiarity that one almost feels as if they were personal friends. There is one story that McDonald told about Mr. Nabarro's reported frugal nature. He hated to spend a lot of money, but at least once he did pull out all the stops, because the big piano in the front parlor is really magnificent. Hopefully his wife was a good musician to have convinced Jose to buy such a lovely instrument. It's interesting to note that Although numerous ghost stories have surfaced over the years, none of them have seemed to implicate Jose himself as one of the ghostly visitors. He was apparently well satisfied with the house and the grounds, which were comfortable and spacious. He was well respected in the community and had a thriving law practice, so his spirit apparently rests in peace over in the old San Fernando Cemetery No. 1. The rest of spirits who have made infrequent appearances over the years may have just been passers-by for the most part, just stopping off in the inviting little compound of houses as they made their way through town and on down the road to Laredo. Daddy has to hunt down a way. 